0: and last week we looked at being the imitators of God. And what does that really look like? What does it look like to walk in love for others? And the best way we can do that is by sharing the truth. That's not easy Listening to a person claim that he cares more about feelings than he does about facts. That's the problem we live in today. Your feelings are more important than facts or truth. And so the best way we can share and be imitators of God is by sharing truth with everybody we come in contact with. It's not a nice message. Sadducees, the Essians. He shared the truth. He called them out for what they really were. They were hypocrites. He shared the truth. Imitators of God as beloved children, he said last week. That's not easy to do. It's not easy to be an imitator of God, especially a sinful people. But what these people Sin, and what's the first thing you do? Defenses go up and you go, wait a minute, you're just as much of a sinner as I am. And you get angry. I know I do. When people call me out, I get mad. I'm like, wait a minute, you're going to call me out for that? Yeah, we should. But let me just say this. is the way you're loving somebody, and it's not loving at all to them. How many of you are married? How many of you? (laughs) He was really happy to raise his hand, Mary. Just so you're aware, is it easy to show love to your spouse the way you think love is? Does she always show love in a certain way, that does nothing for Katie. Not one thing. In fact, sometimes it gets her mad. I didn't want that. Sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you, as it is proper among the saints. Let no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Let me say this. Fighting with each other. It's taking each other out one at a time, and we're doing it on social media constantly. And so, my is accepting this, and we're starting to do it. I'm asking us not to do that, to really turn from our ways and turn to God's ways, because that's where true unity comes from. Look at verse 5, because here we go. Verse 5, For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure, or who is covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of God. Let no one Because of these things, the wrath of Jesus. Genesis 38, 24. Bring her out and let her be burned, he said. He found out his daughter-in-law got pregnant. And he said, bring her out and let her be burned. Righteous Judah. Jesus comes from the line of Judah. And he was ready to This is 38, 26. She is more righteous than I am, since I did not give her my son. See, what happened is, he found out he slept with a prostitute which was Tamar, his daughter-in-law. And she required everything from him. His tunic, his cigarette ring, everything. Everything that he had. And he's ready to burn this woman because he wasn't willing to give his son to I'm the prostitute you slept with. or you thought I was a prostitute. See, I had to trick you in order to give me the blessing. Because you wouldn't do it. You weren't being faithful. To what God called you to do, sex with a prostitute. Another aspect of this word is fornication or having sex with someone outside of marriage. Can there be be redemption from having sex outside of marriage? You bet there can be. You bet there can be. But it's very interesting to me, we have gone as a nation to where in the 1940s, 1950s, men would have sex outside of marriage She'd get pregnant, and what'd they do? You better man up and marry her. Yep, I'm going to. They'd get man up and marry her, right? Most of the time, these guys would step up and say, I'm going to marry this woman. Today, nope, done. In fact, I'm so done, you kill that thing that's living inside of you. It's just a lump of cells. It doesn't really matter. She gets to choose. She gets to choose to murder a baby. Less than 1% comes from incest. I don't care about the stupid arguments. That's what they are. They're ridiculous, stupid arguments. 1%, less than 1% comes from incest or rape. The majority of it better about myself outside of marriage which by the way is between a man and a woman that's an unpopular statement by the way just so you're aware sex is a marriage is a one man one woman one man one woman by the way i'm a white male bigoted racist evil man for saying that just so you're aware 7, verse 1 and 2, now concerning the matters about which you wrote, it's good for a man to not have sexual relations with a woman, but because of temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife single. But he knows that most people are going to get married and not stay single. So Paul says to them, but if you are a single person, God's still involved doing this. That's not what we need they're okay with and celebrate Mardi Gras because the festival brings the community together. What? Mardi Gras promotes community from the neighborhood, from the city, let down their guard and do things that they would never have thought of doing before. Mardi Gras does nothing good for the community. But it brings people together, yeah, for all the wrong reasons. Why, as a church, are you celebrating this? Well, it's what the world's doing, so we got to do it. we got to live in the world, and so we want to make sure the world knows that we're good. No! No! You're promoting sex. says this in Romans 1, starting in verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For is it honoring their bodies among themselves because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie. And they worshiped and served the creatures rather than the Creator, who is forever blessed. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to their dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to Disobedient to their parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they knew God's righteous decrees, they chose and they practiced such things. celebrate Mardi Gras. Is that really what our witnesses? We need to understand that God has standards we need to live by, not man's standards. There are Christian organizations out there, Christian organizations that have foregone all of God's standards and started to live by man's standards because it's important to represent the world. Christian adoption Recently, big giant church organization, Christian organization, evangelical. Thank I'm And after Christ, even the monks created beer and mead and alcohol. But for that short period of time, that's what we're going to hang our hats on because in the scriptures it says, take your wine and use it as a tithe. So if we hold people to a standard that God doesn't even hold them to, then yes, you're right, we're outwardly really judging people wrongly. So we need to make sure our doctrine Is allowing the Holy Spirit to change you from the inside out, not a man-made document. You don't want to hear. I want you guys to hear from someone who's smarter than me, who's got a doctor.
1: self-defeating to say you ought not judge. Well, I mean, come on, man. Didn't Jesus say we shouldn't judge? No. He said, judge not lest you be judged. Uh, By the same standard you judge others, you'll be judged by that standard. So before you try and take the speck out of your brother's eye, take the log out of your own eye first, then you'll be better able to help your brother. So this is not a command not to judge. It is a command on how to judge. You see, Jesus is telling us to take the speck out of our brother's eye. That involves making a judgment. He simply says, Stop judging by mere appearances and make a right judgment. Look, everybody makes judgments. Atheists make judgments. Christians make judgments. Buddhists make judgments. Even agnostics make judgments. They make judgments. Well, I don't know. Everybody's making a judgment. The only question is, are your judgments true? I will say this, though, Bobby. Jesus did say very sternly. Matthew chapter 23, Jesus goes after the political and religious leaders of Israel by saying things like, woe to you scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. Oh, you look great on the outside. You're whitewashed tombs, but on the inside, you're full of dead men's bones. You go a mile to make a convert, and once you make them a convert, you make them twice as much a son of hell as you are. How will you avoid being condemned to hell? Mr. Rogers, can you say kindness, boys and girls? Well, you know, he was kind most of the time. But he certainly didn't go around saying, this sermon brought to you by the letter E. No, Jesus was tough, and he had to be tough. And sometimes we do, too. We just sometimes have to tell people directly the truth. And that involves making a judgment without being judgmental. Yeah, and I go so far as to say people are even judging right now whether they agree with what you're saying Exactly. See, you can't get away from making judgment.
0: When anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Isaiah 60, verse 1, arise and shine, your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you, and the nations shall come to your light, the kings to the brightness of your rising. Romans 13, 11 through 14. Besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from your sleep, for salvation is near. Day is coming, and shall set them ablaze, says the Lord children of light, because the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true, and Lord, I pray that we learn to try to discern what is pleasing to you, that we take no part in unfruitful works of darkness, but instead we expose them, we learn to judge rightly, I'm not saying we go out and we be judgmental, I'm saying we go out and we say things with our lives that are different than what the world is saying. say this because I want us to be prepared. The day is nearer, Lord, than when we first believed. It is coming, and I'm praying that we are ready, that we are prepared to share the truth of you with others. That we have turned from our ways and turned to your ways. Not that we're perfect, not that we're better than anybody else. That's a dumb argument. We've never said we're better than the standards that you're calling us to now, we're trying to reach the life that you called us to reach. We're trying to be imitators of you, God. We're trying to be beloved children, walking in love as Christ loved us and gave Himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to you. But I'm asking the question: Are we really doing that, or are we only doing what we want to do? Are we only saying, "I'm not going to do"? somebody else's ministry. I'm not going to be part of